Nashville, formerly 33rd and Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. Well, degenerates from Oak Lawn compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who is fast? Find out from this week on the Fantasy Mile with your host, Randy Hanson. And we are live at the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mack on the mic to the right, the Commissioner Andy Hansen. I shouldn't say as always because I have missed some time, a self-imposed timeout, if you will. Uh, but Mikey Mack has broke out of the uh, self-imposed uh, kindergarten uh, timeout, I guess, if you will. You know, first off, let's both give ourselves a round of applause. We're survivors, you know what I mean? Both, <laughs> both coming back from COVID. Um, it's a little rampant right now, just like injuries across the league. Um, but it's good to be back with the boys. You know what I mean? The people, were, they were clamoring for it in the group chat. They're like, when are we getting a podcast? And then I have to rope adult Mike into being back with me so I don't have to do it inside my car by myself. And um, we saw how bad those were. But it's good to be back, me and you together. And um, it feels like old times. It does. And it's a kind of a special day because it's Veterans Day. Absolutely. And I know you, uh, you know, we got two members here that are active, uh, actively serving. I know you kind of wanted to highlight that. I just want to give a Veterans Day salute to two of our league mates um, who are active military members. Ricky Racks out in New Jersey, the hero of the skies, and Gally the Kid, who's in NOLA, the hero of the waters. Now, if we only had fire and earth, we could c- complete Captain Planet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I want to give both of them a shout out. I know they're both away from home, and uh, thank you for what you guys do. Yeah, always... Um... Always great, not only like, to... Like, can you pick, like, two kids that you wouldn't think that would be, like, military members more, you could say, than them two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just, it's great to hear from them. It's great to see, um, well, I know Ricardo's coming back soon. I know Gallagher is probably going to be back soon as well. It's always great that, uh, not only, you know, that they're part of this league, but we, that they're going to be back soon to see them, so. Absolutely. Shout out to you, too. Yeah, okay, now we got the emotional stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you know, we, we did a little league news. We got a little league news here. Uh, it's going to be a little uh, AFC North-centered, but, um, you know, we used to call this news a noise. Now it's just, we're just calling it league news, yeah, I it's guess. Just, it's, everything's news now. Like, yeah, with, with, with uh, the way this league, this season has been, everything's news. You're constantly getting updates. You're constantly getting um, notified of who's sitting out, what's going on, who's contract tracing and all that good stuff. But uh, right off the bat, Big Ben, both knees, both knees are injured, and he's on the COVID exempt list. Like this is like the the quintessential Big Ben thing of all time. Um, just ever, nothing going right for him right now, even though they are nine and zero. Yeah, I mean nine and zero, and you know, kind of sneaky nine and zero, quiet nine and zero. I this is the first time I can remember someone injuring both their knees in a game. Um, you know, the thing is with Ben, he doesn't need to practice. So it's not like a situation. The key is like making sure he's get off, he gets off the exempt list, which he should do because he already tested negative, I believe. So yeah, it's, I believe it's because Vance McDonald uh, tested positive, and he was in close proximity to Vance McDonald. That's why he's on it. The only thing like to like the only thing to to monitor is like, and I I just don't believe this will be an issue. But like Tomlin has this thing that you must practice prior to playing. Um, in a game, it's like this mandate he has. 
But, I mean, it's Big Ben. So, you, I think he's going to play regardless. Yeah, I think you bend the rules a little yeah, bit they, for, for your, Big for Ben. For your franchise quarterback that's been there for two Super Bowls and all that good stuff. And we all know the type of player he is. And, but. I, and I think we all know what Mason Rudolph is. And I think that's the last thing they want to do is see Mason Rudolph uh, suit up to start for a game for Pittsburgh this year. 100%. Okay. So, moving on, then we got a little... Lamar Jackson, like this is a, a kind of noticeable quote for me. All of us could say this year that Lamar Jackson is like QB like 14 right now. And he's kind of kind of been struggling this year. He hasn't been rushing the ball as much. Um, but he puts out a quote that like was kind of concerning, to me at least. He said, defenses are calling out our plays at the line of scrimmage. Thoughts on that, Mike? A little concerning. And I guess my thing is... The playbook is not that complicated, and like I said, I think teams had a hard time last year adjusting to what Lamar Jackson is. Um, that, that like that you know him being so dynamic, and again, I think teams are just you know are have watched tape on him, and now they're forcing him to throw the ball, and you've seen the results. Now it's not saying that he's not a good quarterback; it's just a situation where I don't know with the the Roman, the offensive coordinator there, I don't know how how creative his playbook is in terms of what he what he has, but at the same time. You know, I think it's more of an indictment on both the offensive quarter and Lamar Jackson in the sense that I just don't think they trust Lamar airing it out forty times, forty times a game. Just put it in perspective. Guess who's the the guess how many yards the Baltimore Ravens have thrown for this year? Just in in eight games, under fifteen hundred. Under fifteen hundred. I mean, you're talking about an offense that just doesn't pass the ball. They average one hundred and seventy six passing yards a game, which is, I mean, it's nothing. So. Uh, they're dead last in in uh, passing yards. Um, they're I think second in terms of yards of game passing. So it's just a situation where credit Harbaugh because he sticks to his strengths. But I just don't think that's sustainable football. Um, yeah, that's just like we gotta give Lamar Jackson props. He's twenty five and five as a starter in the NFL. The, the dude is they're, they're they are still winning games. They haven't I have said they haven't won big games, but at the same time they're they're winning games. One thing for me that's uh, kind of noticeable. Who's their running back? Um, I know Mark Ingram's been hurt. I thought J- it out. I thought J.K. Dobbins was going to be the guy, but Gus Edwards is vulturing um, goal line carries. For I don't understand shows. that. I don't understand. I, either do I. I thought J.K. Dobbins. I I wanted. I thought Mark. I wanted Mark uh, Ingram to get hurt, and I thought J.K. Dobbins was going to be huge and potentially could win people fantasy leagues. And I just don't understand what's going on in that with that backfield. Another thing, Mark Andrews has kind of been. Um, Put it, put it in perspective, Mark Andrews has less points than Jimmy Graham in fantasy football. And you would not expect that Mark Andrews, you thought, was going to be a, the third overall tight end in football. Ben Kelsey, Kelsey and Kittle. They're not, they're not having those huge plays downfield to Hollywood Brown and other wide receivers they've had in, in the past. Um, who's, the, who's the other guy? Miles um, Boykin, who, Devin Who's the light-skinned guy there? Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. Like, they're not airing it out as much as I thought they would. So that is also concerning. And another thing, to have Des Bryant be active after not playing since 2017 and ru- rupturing his Achilles, coming off an Achilles injury. I don't injury. get that. I know. Uh, but now he's on the practice squad. But that was kind of like um, an indication of what's going on with wide receiver core there to me. I mean, Des played two snaps last week. But just to be active, that was kind of like a kick in the yeah, teeth. Yeah, but I guess to, I don't understand why, why you make him active if you're not going to like play him. That's my thing. Um, to, to touch on the Dobbins thing, so, I mean, last week was kind of maybe a weird game, but, I mean, he only had 12 more steps, snaps than Gus Edwards. It was a 56-38 to 38 split, so I just don't understand. I mean, you draft the Dobbins, just let him, let him go. Um, 
But that offense has kind of been struggling. We highlighted it. But, you know, speaking of a struggling offense, the Chicago Bears right now lost three in a row. But if you looked at the schedule, you would think, okay, this is the toughest part of the schedule. And they couldn't pull out a win. And it's kind of a shame because realistically, all three of those games, they had opportunities because the defense actually played really well. We could talk for 45 minutes on how bad their offense and uh, how inept it has been this season. Yeah, do you want to take a guess? Uh, yards a game, where uh, they they're rank? Pro- they're probably last. Uh, I would say, I would say, bottom five. But yeah, bottom five is correct. They're actually the fourth worst offense in the league. Do you want to take a guess? You know, well, I, well, who, I know the he Giants. knows the answer. No, I know, but I know the Giants have been terrible. Giants are terrible. So the Giants have a worse offense. I don't. I don't know. Washington and then the Jets. So it's the Bears. Washington, Giants, and dead last, the New York Jets. So that's not good company to keep. Um, so it's it's kind of amazing they're even 5-4 to begin with. I don't know what's going on. Nagy, I think I've never seen a, a crowd turn more on a coach than the Bears crowd in terms of like the calls for Nagy to be fired. It's just like a complete 180. I do think this is going to be a na- coming up on Monday night versus uh, Minnesota. This is going to be a nationally televised game, and it's going to be have huge indications for Nagy going forward, especially Nagy's undefeated against... Indications uh, or implications? Impl- implications. Okay, and, fair you enough. Know, I'm, fair I'm enough. not a thesaurus. But, but, uh, <laughs> That's a dinosaur, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it? No, no, no. I was just, uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, but I think to, to put that national spotlight on him again, and if they have another terrible offensive performance, I mean, the O-line's terrible. you got to put that on pace. Um, but at the same time, like... You can't like your defense is balling out, and you can't score more than twenty points. Is like this is the like this is the NFL. And what drove me nuts was last week. I don't even know who the Jaguars quarterback was last week. Jake Lutton. Jake Lutton puts up twenty seven points. Love it. Love like it. like second play of the game, eighty yard bomb to DJ Shark. The reason why I know that because I started DJ Shark. But that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. Like you can't. We've only had one play in the last three years of uh, fifty yards or more for a touchdown, and it was a kick return. By Patrick Peterson, not Patrick Peterson, no. Cordell, uh, Cordell Patterson, Jesus. Yep. Um, and that just shows how bad our offense has been. Like, in order up for us as the Bears to win games, you need a special teams or a defensive touchdown. And once you rely on that, you're going to be uh, a 500 to sub 500 team. Well, and the concerning part about all that is that we really have no run game either. So it's not like a situation where, like, even like in San Francisco or Baltimore, where you have this elite run game which offsets the, the, the lack of creativity, the lack of um, the lack of ability to, to you know throw the ball downfield. We have we don't have that. And so that's kind of the biggest concern for me. Um, we'll see. I mean the Minnesota game is kind of a must win. It, it, it is a must win. You're still staring down Green Bay twice here. So you're you're probably gonna lose both of those games. So if you don't get this game, you're probably sitting already at seven losses. I know like there's an expanded playoff, but there's seven teams that are going to make the playoffs. It's possible that eight teams, if they have to cancel more games, but it's not a guarantee that the Bears are going to make the playoffs. I wouldn't say that at all because uh, I think they're going to be fighting with Arizona is at seven is at seven seed right now. Like the most they're going to do is a seven seed. Like they're barely going to get in if they do. Yeah. So because you think what Tampa, New Orleans. Uh, Philly, where they're they're gonna win their division, and then you got Green Bay, and then you got Seahawks, Seahawks, Rams, and then Cardinals, and then, and then uh, what's it called Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. So, like, 
this, I, you you have you have to start playing good football. That's yes. at the end of the day. Yeah, you got to split with the Packers, which I doubt they do. And that's not happening. All right, now as we transition, let's transition. Let's get out of league news and let's talk about fantasy news. And so we're gonna do a segment. I'm gonna call it the trade market. We have a trade bait in our prep here, but I'm gonna switch it up. Go trade market. And so these are guys that we kind of like to target because our trade deadline's Saturday. And so these are guys that maybe you want to maybe spotlight to try and be aggressive in pursuing these individuals to have them from the home stretch here. All right, we got three receivers, two uh, two running backs. You want to get us going with a guy that you like. Is someone that you would want to target? Um, yeah, absolutely. Like I was saying before, eleven fourteen. That is this Saturday is the trade deadline um, for our league. I know in other leagues, I believe it's the Friday. We moved it back to the the Sunday before, like pretty much Saturday night. So, uh, guys, I would like to maybe target is maybe a, a buy low kind of guy. Um, would be for us. I'm going to say Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis is averaging right now thirteen point nine. Eight points a game in the last six and in his last six games, and that's factoring in he put up a zero against the Bears uh, last week. So next three games he has Indy twice and he plays the Ravens. You don't really like that, but you're talking about maybe week thirteen to week sixteen when you had the last game before the playoffs. He's got Cleveland at week thirteen, which is the fifth worst passing D. Jags, Detroit, and Green Bay. So I like that Corey Davis is a possible. Wide receiver three, two X, uh, low two, high three, um, that could potentially put your team, um, make it some noise in the playoffs. And then even worst case scenario, you have them for depth in terms of play the matchups. So if you kind of got a situation where your wide receiver three is kind of up in the air, you got Corey Davis on your bench. Worst case scenario, you play a good matchup. And again, Tannehill's shown that he's a very capable quarterback. I think the proof is concrete now that you feel good with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback without a doubt so I like that especially as your number two option and also with AJ Brown being healthy and Corey Davis being healthy you can't just um you can't just focus on one of those wide receivers so he's going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups so you kind of like that as a big target as Corey Davis yeah, is fair enough now a receiver I like that's a big name but not big production lately and that's Adam Thielen I actually been talking to Ricardo I'm trying to trying to get him to trade him um I like Thielen. Here's the situation. Um, past three games, it hasn't been good for him. 25.6 fantasy points combined over the past three games. That's full point PPR. Um, my opinion is that he, that's going to improve. Here's the situation. The past two games, Kirk Cousins has only attempted 36 pass attempts in two weeks. Uh, 18 a game, which is ridiculous for this type of NFL I'm I'm gonna bank. I'm gonna you know take it to the bank that teams are gonna eventually figure out, or teams are are gonna be forced to stack the box against Dalvin Cook and force Cousins to make plays. That is going to happen. He has a somewhat cushy schedule actually in the next four. He plays Chicago this week, which is a tough matchup. Um, but then he gets Dallas, Carolina, Jacksonville next four. I'm feeling pretty good that in three of the next four games he's probably gonna average, or over the next four games he's gonna average around 15 fantasy points as a receiver. Um, and again. When Cousins throws the ball, he's going to target Thielen. It's just the fact that he hasn't thrown it, which is why Thielen's production has been down. Yeah, I do like – I think Adam Thielen comes um, – reverses back to the norm, which he's um, a wide receiver one for your team. So it wouldn't be – what would be like a trade you would prefer to give like Adam Thielen? You're going to have to give up uh, like a legit RB2. And then probably your receiver, too. So you're going to have to probably do a two-for-one for Thielen. Yeah. 
Um, you're just hoping that uh, a team that's a Ricardo, for instance, that has in Marley, that he needs uh, a lot of help in a lot of different areas. So hopefully you can give them two guys that help him out, and you just need the one to fortify your team. For I offered him Lockett and Shark for um, Thielen and Carson. I know Carson's been out and stuff, but he hasn't responded back, so I'm taking it. He doesn't want that trade. Yeah, just just ghost you. Yeah, yeah, straight ghost me. All right, moving moving forward, we're gonna go to a running back out of the AFC East, and that's gonna be Zach Moss. Um, last three games, averaging double digit points, um, has had a TD in each of those games. With injuries continued to deplete the running back position, this is a guy that I would say could potentially be a solid RB two for you. Um, he has been their goal line back for Buffalo. And to, to me, he's passed the eye test. I know he's banged up at the beginning of the year, but he's way better than Devin, Devin Singletary. And if I say that, I I believe so. No. Okay, go ahead. He's passing my eye test. Okay, I don't know fair enough. I just disagree. Well, I have contacts and glasses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Sometimes you might need to get that I checked just, out. I don't know. I don't but know there that. was a reason why they drafted him in the third round, and he was getting a lot of hype out of uh, coming out of the draft. So I do, I do believe that he's gonna start fortifying to be. Um, their main back there in Buffalo. My thing is like they like Josh Allen refuses to hand the ball off in the goal line. It's like the, the running backs like cannot get touchdowns there. I don't understand what's going on. It's just he just sneaks it in every time. So it's like there's a very limited chance that either Singletary or Moss scores unless they break a big run, which hasn't happened. I still don't. I still don't mind Singletary. I just think it's dumb how they're using Singletary. Like Singletary passed the eye test for me too. I know he's had some fumble issues and stuff, but I don't. I wouldn't say that Moss is better than Singletary. Do I think that maybe Moss probably is more part of that offense moving forward? Probably, but I just I don't know. I still like Singletary, but he has had three rushing touchdowns in the last three weeks. So who? Zach Moss. Wow, where have I been? Yeah, are you so sure about that? I just threw threw out the stats to you. You want to look it up or? They basically have been splitting time. Last three weeks, Singletary 54%. Singletary two weeks ago, 48% snap count. And then last week, 46%. Interesting. I didn't know that. All right, moving forward. I just, I've been too focused on, well, I've been hanging on the fantasy ledge. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I was like on the point where I was like, you know, like that branch that's over like the 300 foot cliff. Mm-hmm. I was like holding on to that. One hand or two? One. Okay. And then I, I put two hands on and then one hand slipped. But now I've, I I I lifted myself up to where my like torso is like balancing on the ledge, so I still got to get onto the ledge. But I'm at that point right now. When's the last time you've done a pull up? <laughs> you can pull yourself up. It's been a long time. It's All been right. a long time. All right, now a receiver that I like and I actually traded as a throw in because I was so enamored with Tim Patrick' uh, ability to toe drag in a in a game, um, that. I just gave him away basically for nothing, and that's on me. But Christian Kirk, I mean, this is a guy that you could plug in right now as a bona fide wide receiver three and feel great about it because, number one, he's on the best offense in the league, and that's a fact, Arizona. Now, they're the 12th-ranked pass offense, but the number one-ranked offense in the NFL. Um, Over the past five games, 18 fantasy points averaging, which is a really good clip. Um, He's averaging a little over five targets. And the big thing is with Christian Kirk, when he catches the ball, it's a big game. It's a big gain. He's averaging 17.4 yards per catch, which is like Deshaun Jackson prime like numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, Christian Kirk is a guy that maybe if you could target as a guy, not a big name, but someone that could possibly, you know, win you a league because of some of the games that he's been putting up. 
Um, that's the reason why I draft him uh, at the draft, and then I just dropped him for no reason when he put up like three zeros in a row. But he is starting to come along a lot. Um, that that offense does look great. I think Hopkins gets more involved lately. He's kind of been Hopkins kind of been quiet, so I'm looking for a big Hopkins game coming up. And Kyler Murray is legit. Kyler Murray to me is like Lamar Jackson last year, kind of. Um, he's right now the eighth leading rusher in the NFL. He's airing the ball out well. I do not like that they went for a field goal late in that game last week when you have Kyler Murray running all over the place. They should have went for it. Um, mm-hmm. you got to trust your offense in that. But I do think Hopkins starts eating a lot, but I do think Christian Kirk could be that that steady Eddie at like 15 points a game. Yeah, and you got to like the fact that they're moving the ball. there. I mean, it's just an impressive clip. Um, now, finally, I got one more guy, and this is a guy that's been banged up, and now it looks like he's healthy, and that's Miles Sanders. I like Miles Sanders a lot. I think I think that that team's a playoff team. I think we could all agree there. Um, that division's terrible. Um, he's played five games. Four out of those five games, um, double digit fantasy points. Two of those five was in the twenties. Um, he's a big play guy. He's a guy that is going to be a f- like featured in that offense. The issue is in our league that um, he's on Andy's team, and Andy just refuses to trade anybody on his team. I think he just refuses to answer people. You know, he's the the king of the trolls, and he can come back. He can clap back at any time. He's always capping, like they say in the league. Yeah, but yeah. uh, but the dude just won't won't trade. I tried to get a Madison off him this entire year. Just says no. He's like he's like smog. Like he's just holding all his uh, you know gold in front of him. That's a Hobbit reference. He's no. the dragon Hobbit. In case you didn't know. Okay. The, the, yeah. I was. I thought you were talking about uh, the hey, weather. If you okay. didn't, hey, if you didn't know that, you go read a book, guys. Okay, but he's like smog, so he just because yeah, he just holds all his assets and refuses like he just wants to bathe in them. And she's like, dude, like make a trade, dude. It's like a hoarder. Like yeah, he's a hoarder. He's a hoarder. Exactly. He's got a problem. He's got a fantasy problem. You want to talk to him and set him down? I think we need to. Okay. All right. Now here's the situation. I got like super. I was I wasn't really excited to do the show. I'm gonna be honest with you, but I'm bringing the energy. But I really got excited when I started playing this next segment. Like I got super pumped because it's you know it's the, it's the thing that you know brings me life brings me joy, and so everybody out there go ahead grab your snorkel grab your grab your flippers because we're going deep sea diving. These are deep, dude. These are a little deep. I got one deep one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna save that one for last. But I'm gonna go. I got two guys today. I'm gonna go. A guy named Drew Locke right now owned in twenty two percent of the leagues. He plays a Las Vegas team this week. That has given up the seventh most fantasy points to uh, opposing quarterbacks. You know, you got guys on by, specifically Mahomes. Um, so here's a guy, if you don't like the matchups too, here's a guy that you might feel comfortable playing. The past two weeks, he's put up a 27 and a 35. What I really like though, last three games, at least 40 pass attempts. So they're airing the ball out. The run game has been a little stagnant. And so the fact that he's throwing the ball a lot makes me happy. And let's be honest here. Jerry Judy looks great. Tim Patrick, I'm a believer. KJ Hamler, since he's been back healthy, he's been um, a factor. And then, no offense, like he has weapons, and they obviously feel confident in his ability to throw the ball. So, Drew Locke, 22% of the leagues, you could might you could spot start him this week and actually feel pretty good about it. And he's got some sick ass dance moves. Yeah, you could you could bring it. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got some moxie. He's, I like some, the moxie. He's got like, some swag. There's something there. Yeah. There's like I don't know if he's gonna be uh, you know the, their long term, but he, there's something there. Nice. There's something there. Um, 
Now, here's the situation where I am going deep into the Pacific Ocean with no floaties, with no canoe. I'm on my own, doggy paddling, trying to get back to safety because this is how deep I'm getting. This is a straight dart throw. (laughs) Dart throw, but I'm feeling actually pretty good about it. Owned in 0% of leagues. 0%. Salvin Ahmad. Here's a rookie that's playing for the Miami Dolphins. He's a running back. Complete dart throw. I, I preface this with checking Matt Breida's status for this week. But if Matt Breida is not playing, I think I legit kind of want to play him just because I got a hunch. But here's the situation. I actually watched a lot of that game last week because I started Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard did not impress me. 10 rushes, 19 yards. Selvin Ahmad, 7 carries for 39 yards, played 48% of the snaps. Patrick Laird played 20% of the snaps, and then Jordan Howard played 34%. Laird had one target for and one catch. So Selvin Ahmad passed the eye test. I'm just saying. It's, it's like someone that... If you're like scrambling and, and you know what, are just trying to figure out something, if Matt Brandon doesn't play, Salvin Ahmad could be the guy this week. Is that like, am I on like... What there's, there's a lot going on with this one. Um, first off, when you first told me this name, I, it could have been Simo's cousin. Like, I had no idea who this dude was. And I think I'm pretty, pretty informative on what's going on in fantasy football. Salvin Ahmad, what school did he go to? Oh, what school was it? It wasn't Baylor. Oh, I just saw that actually. It was um, it was like a, it was a legit school, like a, a Big Twelve school. You're talking about or what? Yeah, it was it was a legit school. I gotta look. Uh, I gotta look. But I let, I mean, Washington. Okay, uh, Pac Ten. Yeah, Pac Twelve or whatever it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if if that's the hill you want to die on, um, if you have literally no options, like what, like what fantasy, um, how what points are you projected if he if Raider doesn't play? On the record, yeah, well, this is it's, it's he's he's gonna get double digits if Brady doesn't play double digits. Double digits. Double digits. Do you want odds or you just want? You should give me odds. You owe me five dollars anyway. I'll put the five on this one. Okay. Fair five enough. Double if Brady doesn't play, the prep yeah. That's, That's the, the premise. Yeah, yeah premise. Okay. He's getting ten or more. Ten or more. And you and you love it. You love to have that yeah. if you are hurting for uh, running back. Yeah, I think he he's the guy they're moving forward if Brady's not there. And I know Gaskins hurt, so once Gaskin comes back, it's but this is a guy that it's a dart throw. I'm not saying that this is this is a per, you know what this is. This is a perfect daily play, a daily Dave special. This is a guy that you plug in and maybe he pops and then he wins you a million dollars. Okay. 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 <laughs> like who knows? Like okay. someone could win a million dollars by listening to this right now. Yeah, there are twenty six right. viewers. <laughs> uh, um, but okay, so with that being said, I'm 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 officially being you know the the, the coast guard has brought me back, put me on, and they're driving me back to shore because we're officially out of the water. Yeah, like, divers, I I really thought you were like talking to Wilson on the beach somewhere yeah, by yeah. yourself. Like deep sea divers that. officially over. I almost drowned, but I made it back to safety. You love it. <laughs> you love to see it, kid. Love it. Okay. No. What we love to see as well, though, we love to see people winning money. And I got to admit, you know, even though people know me, I hate to give the commission any type of praise. But the mortgage payment has been just money. And you've been, you've been pretty great in terms of your ability to call NFL games. I'm looking forward to hearing what you got for the mortgage payment. Can I make that a ringtone? You've been pretty great. And you've been pretty just great. For, just from you. Yeah. Um, right now, 24 and 16 on the year of, on the podcast-wise. 
I'm not going to advocate a certain thing. Everyone had a bookie or something before, but the way DraftKings is running, and they're still doing this like promotional style of uh, of betting and stuff like that, where you're getting a lot of good, um, you're getting a lot of good lines, you're getting a lot of good um, bets and stuff like, especially when the prop bets. Right now, there's none out because it's not the game, the day of the game. But something I've been caveat early on is picking someone to pick, to score first, and you take like three of the best players from a team. That's let's take um, let's take your Packers. Your Packers this week play who? Oh, Jacksonville. They play Jacksonville. And if you go, I take first to score Devonte Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones. And they play Jacksonville? Yeah. And then you go to James Robinson. So, like, James Robinson, Aaron Jones will probably be plus at least, like, like 450 like yeah. to, like, 600 range. Devontae's probably and like 600. De- De- Devontae's, like, 600. You're in the money right there if you put 20 bucks on one of them. One of them's going to score. Yeah. So, that's the, that's the way I look at it. So, that's something to look at um, on the day of, of bet- the day of the games and the day of betting. But right now, we're going to go right into it. Um, Chargers, my first pick is Chargers at Miami. Miami's minus two and a half, and I like Miami in this game. Until the Chargers show me that they can win a close game, I'm I'm gonna bet against them all the time. Yeah. So it might be something to ride on on the money line, but I like Miami. I like that it's still under three right now. So two and a half. I like that for Miami. Going uh moving forward, we're gonna move out to the West Coast. Um, the Seahawks kind of took one on the chin. They kind of made it a game, but they took it pretty hardly on the chin against the Bills last week. They're on the road again. The Seahawks are plus one and a half at the Rams. I don't think the Rams have beaten anyone of substance. And I think after um, Russell Wilson had a couple turnovers, a couple picks, a couple fumbles, he's kind of getting hit a lot on the chin. But I think the Seahawks bounce back and they win that game. So I like Seahawks plus one and a half or at the money line as well. I will say that Seahawks defense is got it's it's atrocious. It's like, like historically bad. Like my, like I I I think I bet week four like who's gonna win the the NFC and go to the Super Bowl and I I took the Seahawks and just with that defense I just don't now I just don't see it happen. Like how can you be that bad? Like just run a cover two. I don't understand. Like, just bend but don't don't give up big plays and just, just bend but don't break all the time. Just you know what I mean. So. At least let, let them take the time off the clock. I think the over probably is the play on that. I wonder what that is. Probably like what fifty five. Yeah, I think I think that's like the fantasy game of the week for uh, the fantasy game, game, game. Yeah, uh, we didn't do that this yeah, week though for production wise. Uh, moving on, we got Ravens minus seven at uh, New England. Um, I like the Ravens. I just think the the Ravens are gonna take it. That New England team has a ton of issues. Yeah, um, de- I defensively. Mean, when Joe like, Flacco's scorching you, I think I think Lamar has a big game. I think Lamar has a big game, and I just don't see like, like New England can put up the points against the Ravens. So I think the Ravens drop like almost like thirty points. I bet you they at least drop twenty eight, mm-hmm. and I just don't see um, New England dropping dropping anywhere close to that. Yeah. And then moving on, I got Bengals plus seven at Steelers. I'm not saying the Bengals will win. I'm taking the Bengals in this. But I do like them getting seven. I think they lose by five. And that's with, uh, like we talked before, Big Ben's kind of banged up and maybe COVID-like symptoms, who knows. But not being able to practice all week. And even though they're on the road, um, I do like Bengals. I think they lose by probably like five. And Joe, uh, and Joe Burrow has been pretty good against the spread this year. Yeah, he's been good. Um, and off and off a bye, too. Yeah. So you like that. And last but not least, the Thursday night game. Titans plus one at home versus the Colts. I always like the home team uh, on a short week. And I, I just think Phillip Rivers is terrible. 
That defense is for real, though. Yeah. That Colts defense is good. Um, that's a tough one. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I like the Titans. I just think that, I Fair. think that's a big Titans game for them. Okay. I kind of I kind of like. Man, I like three of the five. If okay. I was if so I was a gamble, man. So you're in the money. Yeah, I'm in the money. Yeah, I'm feeling good so about that's that. How, that's how you want to be. Yeah, I wouldn't touch the Titans game, and then I don't know about the Seahawks plus one and a half. I like I would more take the over. Okay. Some something I could tell you the. Order. I don't, but I don't bet. So. Yeah. All right. Now, that's the mortgage payment again. We're just helping you win money. We're helping you pay the bills, and in this in this economy, and in, in, in the COVID crisis, that's all you can ask for, really. Over under fifty five. I'll take the over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's the one thing in this economy with everything going on. There's nothing like gambling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the money you don't have. So. But that's a mortgage payment. Hopefully it wins you some money. Hopefully it puts some money in your pocket. And as we um, turn over to the two-minute drill. Yeah. Should we just talk playoff picture real quick? Yeah, why not? So right now in our league, it's looking like like seven and six might not get you in. I know. At the same time, I, I'm selfish, so I need a lot to go my way. And basically, my um, our path to glory is we need a, a Gallagher collapse of epic proportions. But I will say this. I'm going to speak it to existence. Simo taught me that. I'm going to speak it to existence. And I'm, I'm hoping that it happens. Um, yeah, so I need Gallagher to lose to Simo this week. If Gallagher yeah, loses to Simo this week and I beat Ryan, then I'm chasing a game against Gallagher next week. Here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the division with three, six, and three teams. I play Mike this week, so I got to beat McCarthy. The situation is, though, if they get to eight wins, I'm screwed. So and they play each other. So Mike and Andy play each other. So what I need to happen is I need one of them to have a collapse. Either Dave, I need two of them actually have a collapse. Either Dave, Andy, or McCarthy. Two out of three just kind of have a collapse, and just be seven. Just go one and three in the last four games because if they get to seven and six and I went out, I could possibly take them over points. But then we got to watch Simo because Simo's. Got a ton of points and yeah. it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me, but I'm gonna speak into existence. Like Simo's points against are just outrageous. He's got like 300 more points against than uh, me, than, which than, is two whole division. I'm yeah. saying that division, Dave's division. My hot take is I don't, I think one of those teams don't make the playoffs, and they're six to three right now. Okay, I think my hot take is that Waldo <laughs> might not win another game. It's a hot take. I know it's a hot take. Could you imagine? We might not win another game. Can you imagine Waldo? I know. It's a super hot take. It's not going to happen. But, yeah, that's where the state of our league is right now. Me me and Mike are just, like, we're bottom feeders right now. Just hoping. Yeah, we're hoping for everybody's collapse. I will say this. You know, I think might have the best team in the league right now on paper. Who? Not on paper, but just sneaky good. I think Andy's team. With Miles Sanders coming back. I don't know, dude. I like Andy's team. Like, his receivers are super solid. He's got, like, solid running backs. Like, he's just solid across the board. Because he doesn't trade anybody that bomb. All right, now let's get a two minute drill going here. Are you setting the clock? Yeah, I'll set the clock. I bet you we're not gonna even make it to like. All right. Not gonna be under four minutes. We'll see. All right, I'm gonna set it. I'm gonna get it going. Get who, are we, the, who are we gonna start with? Um, we'll get it on your thing. All right, I got. I'm well, gonna. I was gonna do it on my phone because it's faster than the computer, but. All right, let's do that. I guess. All right, so I'm gonna get. I gotta get it going too. Then. All right, so let's go ahead and pull this up. All right, we'll get started with 
Let's get started with my my game and Mike's. So Mike and Mike, let's get started with that. All right. Mike so and Mike in the morning. Two, two minute drill starts right now. Um, I like Trotter to win. I think Aaron Rodgers has a big game. Devontae Adams keeps killing. I think Lockett comes back too. So. My concern is that this is the Aaron Jones game where he scores like five touchdowns rushing. So I'm a little concerned about that. I'm hoping that Lockett outscores Metcalf for McCarthy. So um, that helps me. But we'll see. Um, let's go Randy and then uh, Ryan. Ryan's projected a 110, which is a little hurting. Um, but he's still missing a tight end. I will say this. I just don't think Ryan has a chance to win. <laughs> I, I I need I need a dub, so that's that's go. Cool. It'd be kind of interesting if Galladay doesn't play, and if you don't get a forty from Dalvin Cook, I kind of want to see what your team does. So I, I'm not gonna say never. I'm not gonna say never with that. Um, let's go uh, channel versus Ricardo. Ricardo desperately needs a win. Um, his receivers have been underperforming. I'm just gonna hope that he wins because I need it. I will say this. Um, uh, McCaffrey going out for channels big. Um, so I think Ricardo has a shot, but. I'm going to go with Channel like in a, in a close one. Yep, and I like James Conner. I think Channel's going to win. I like James Conner. And let's see what happens if uh, with Hunt and Chubb. Because Chubb's reactivated and he's practicing again. So True. I still think Hunt's still going to be a viable fantasy option. But I, I do like Channel in this game. All right, let's go Simo Gallagher. Simo right now, big boy, projected a 153, which is a monster. It's a monster mash. A monster mash. <laughs> okay. Um so, I mean, he's starting Latavius Murray against San Francisco. He's starting both New Orleans uh, running backs right now. Um, my thing is I think Noah Fant has kind of been banged up, which is kind of hurting him. Um, but I think I think Michael Thomas is the Michael Thomas game. Um, yeah, it's, it's about time. Yeah. This is why you traded for him. And, like, are, are, are you confident in Jacoby Myers? A little bit, actually. The past three weeks he's actually been pretty good. My thing is um, I actually kind of like Gallagher's matchups, but I just think Kyler Murray, Hopkins, Thomas is just too much. And he's starting New York Giants D versus Philly. Which I don't hate. Uh, All right, Sir Purr versus Waldo. Um, Waldo's kind of not hurting for a win. Losing two straight. Whoa. All right, we missed it. Losing two straight. He's starting Mooney against Minnesota, which I don't know. Um, he has to start Garrett, Gerald Everett at tight end, which is I don't know. Um, I will say this about uh, Steuben. Him getting McLaren for Josh Jacobs is, I think, a win for him. And so now we, his receivers are kind of stacked. And then Russell Wilson's going to go for 40. So I kind of like Steuben. Um, Jefferson and Mooney are like my question marks for SEMO. I mean, yeah, uh, Waldo. I mean, Waldo, I'm sorry. For Waldo. Um, Mooney, like, best case scenario, like I said, was last week when he had like an 18. And he scored that touchdown. Yeah, and he scored a touchdown. That's like the Garbage best thing time. that's ever going to happen with, with, with the Bears. Yeah. And I think Mooney's very good. And Jefferson's kind of been quiet as hell. It's because they were down so much early that they were passing the ball a lot for at the, when he was yeah. popping off at the beginning of the season. So now that they've become more run dominant, I think Jefferson takes a hit on that. But Diggs has been leading receiver, uh, monster, yeah, monster for, for uh, yardage wise this season. Um, okay, and so now the last matchup: Lewis versus uh, Andy. Uh, Lewis desperately needs a win. Um, I like Lamar against New England. I will say this about Andy: it's just he's solid. It's like Robinson's going to be solid. Woods is going to be solid against Seattle. John Brown, Smokey, has been really good. And he has T. Higgins if he wanted to play against kind of a Pittsburgh defense. Pass defense is not that good. So he has options there. Hawkinson's been a monster too lately. I just like Andy's team. I will say this. I don't know if Kenyon Drake's coming back, but maybe that cuts into Chase Edmonds. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I kind of like Andy this week, even though I think Lamar Jackson has a monster. I like Andy this week. I just like... David Johnson and Nikeen Hines. Like, well, David Johnson's not going to play. Yeah. So that's kind of an issue. That's kind of a big. Well, he's got Duke though. He's got Duke Johnson. So. 
So, I mean, he has he has that receiver, yeah. that running back. So, it's not like he's hurting there. I'm interested to see also with Andy's team when you're looking at it, like what comes of Eckler later on in the True. year. True. Still on IR. They're still saying a couple of weeks, but that's a nice little carrot to dangle. Yeah. All right. But if he would ever trade. Yeah, you know. But anyway, so that's the two-minute drill. We gave you some hot takes about our league. I know the, the league's been clamoring. Um, other than that, I guess it's good to be back. I feel like I feel a little embarrassed by myself that, like, you know, just I feel embarrassed that this has taken this long. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I, I guess I'm here. I look forward to seeing, like, where you are on that tree branch, like, come Sunday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like are you standing on it? Because right you, now, like back, I said, are you back to, you're, you're, my torso's over the ledge and I'm grabbing on the grass. Yeah. That's on the ledge, so I'm almost pulling myself up. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I think I think after this week, the playoff picture will become a little more clear. Um, what's going to happen? So I look forward to see what that is. Um, hopefully, one of us can get in the playoffs. We'll I mean, I, 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 this has been a weird year. We we floated early. Uh, maybe change it to eight games. Can you imagine eight teams? Yeah, yeah, eight eight teams. Can you imagine the league turmoil that would come with that? But it's good to be back. Uh, Like we said before, happy Veterans Day to two of the boys, everyone else. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on what? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, And remember, it's never too late to come relax to the lounge. Take care, y'all. Good night, boys.